Thank you for showing up in the place where we come together and sit in circle and share the stories that inspire us. Get ready to enjoy this next powerful journey outdoors in nature. Hi there, thank you so much for joining us today, wherever you may be at. I am lucky enough to be on location uh, to do today's podcast, lucky enough to be on Stradbroke Island. And today I am getting to sit and chat with uh, Ian. Hi, Ian. Hi. (laughs) Ian and his two daughters, actually. So if there's any background sound, it's just the beautiful Stella and Ariel, uh, who's almost five and two is Steli? Yeah, Steli that's, that's correct. Both of them in a couple of months. Oh, they're just the most beautiful mermaids you ever did meet. So if you hear any strange sounds, it's probably Ian. And if it's not Ian, it's probably them. <laughs> so just to get straight into it, Ian, I would love for you to introduce your body to us. So I would love to know how old you are and what stage of life you feel like you're at. Okay. Um, so I'm 37 years old. And as far as uh, stage of life goes, I'm going to Break it down into, I guess, a fraction. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I reckon I'm about, yeah, easily one third through. I'm, one. Yeah, I'm aiming for 90. Okay, that's your, like, goal. Mm. You don't want a letter from the Queen, you just want to make 90. Yeah, 90, healthy, happy. Okay, so would you say you're in the beginning of your sec- second, third? Yeah, I would say that's correct, yeah. Okay, and what does that look like for you? Um, Wow, well... It, it looks very interesting. It's 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 got it's got progress in there. It's got uh, definitely family in there, and uh, for the first time ever in this stage of my life, I've uh, sort of realised how um, much time we are blessed with as well. So I can see time as a, a longer, I don't know, version of itself, I guess, to what I was in my younger years. Yeah. Sure, because sometimes it feels like it's so short, and then sometimes I'm like, oh, life is so long. <laughs> so long, it'll be fine. Like, don't worry about it so much. Um, perfect. And then, even more importantly, I find I would love for you to introduce your soul to us. So, what kind of what brings you alive? What what gets you going? What oh. makes your face go? Ah, this is amazing. <laughs> um, oh well, that's very good. So, I guess uh, what makes my soul sing is it's got to be anything to do with the ocean. And uh, being on it, thank you. Being on it, being under it, being near it, um, and uh, I guess if I was to expand on that, um, I guess uh, diving into a warm blue ocean surrounded by coral, fish, octopus, and all that kind of stuff is probably up there with um, one of my favourite things to do. So, how yeah. much would you say of your life you get to do those things that light you up? Oh well, I'm I'm very blessed. I um I get to do it very frequently. I'd say that most of my week is made up either being in, on, around, or under the ocean. So I'm very happy. That is so awesome. We're having slight meltdown, which I love. Um, <laughs> and I would love for you, like the reason for this podcast is for to inspire other people. And I think almost as well that I realized the other day that it was just like to remind myself of the awesome journeys that I've had or and just get to, to speak them and share them and remind me of how, how much they do make me come alive. Yeah. Um, so I would love for you to share with us, like what is a powerful journey you have had outdoors in nature? Oh, well, this one, this one is very easy for me. Um, yeah. So... We said here that my youngest one, Stella, is about to turn two. 
Now, when she was all of about two months old, uh, we set out on a sailing adventure. So um, we were living on a yacht and my oldest daughter, Ariel, was brought up on this yacht uh, for close to three years. And then when Stella was born, we said that um, we wanted to have me around for a bit more. So we decided to go on a bit of a cruise. Uh, it was a four and a half month adventure from North Stradbroke Island in Queensland. And uh, we sailed at our own pace up the Queensland coast as far as the Whitsunday Islands. And have you ever done anything like that before, like sailed that far? Uh, no, not like this. Um, I, I was in the Navy uh, after school and I went all over the world like that. But this was completely different. This was uh, self-sufficiency and um, choosing the weather. And we were sailing, so the wind took us the whole way to where we wanted to go. And, um, and it was... It was really something special. It was I feel fantastic. like that's pretty ballsy then. So you've gone from not doing a trip this big, <laughs> unless you were like a part of the Navy on like big ships and you're not even <laughs> in charge, to you now have a like a two-year-old and a, a newborn baby. And you're like, the best idea for us to do right now is to get into a small boat and sail away. Yeah, I suppose when you say it like that. <laughs> but I mean, like, because it is, I mean, I think like you shared that idea of being around with the baby, I think is so prevalent in people's lives of it's like, you know, the mum is there and then she has the baby and then at what did dad get? It's like two weeks, yep. maybe four weeks or like, you know, a month if they're kind of lucky. Yeah. But for you to then have been like, no, I really want to be here and I want to be present. And then to add on the activity of sailing is, how did, how did that just feel so right for you? Uh, not exactly sure. It was one of those, um, you know, like you shoot up in bed uh, sort of scenarios uh, when the idea comes to you. I think it's called an epiphany. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, so that's what it was. It was an epiphany. But but no, truly, uh, where the idea of being around for that first period of time, it actually came from the birth of Ariel, yeah. where um, when she was born, uh, I took uh, three months. I, I quit my job and uh, I was just like, no, I'm sticking around for three months. And it was it was the best thing I ever did. I got to um, I got to hang out with her. I got to more importantly, I got to help Leah with the new side of being a mother, me being a father. Yeah. Um. So I knew I wanted to do that again. Yeah. And um, the idea of adding sailing into that was just something that Aurelia and I wanted to do in the long haul. And every way we looked at it, it just made sense. It was like it doesn't matter how old they are. Um, we felt confident with the yacht because we'd mm. been on it for three years. And yes, we hadn't been on a journey like that together. Um, but yeah, it was just, it just all made sense. And um, uh, I know this, this, this uh, podcast is all about uh, being out in nature. Yep. Um, and if I can just describe a couple of the things that... Oh my God, my please. <laughs> so yeah, at the beginning, so you've got this newborn baby, you've got this young daughter as well, you've got your beautiful wife, you've got this... I mean, it's a it was a beautiful boat, Katasha, like a big steel kind of forty-two yep. foot catch, if I remember That's, correctly. That is correct. Like, I mean, she was robust, you know, but she definitely had her limitations at the same time. This is true. So speed you, being one of them. <laughs> <laughs> so you filled her up with supplies, yep. with people, yep. and you're just headed off. Yep. Like you say, just waiting for that gap in the wind, and off you go. Yep. We had a very simple sailing plan. It was. Um, we bought a very expensive, very well-known anchor called a Mantis anchor. How expensive? Um, like $1,000 worth of anchor. Okay. Um, uh, but this is the kind of anchor where it's you drop it, 
and that's where it stays. That's your insurance policy. That's our insurance policy. Exactly <laughs> right. And and the sale plan was simple. It was um, use the anchor and be stocked up enough to be able to wait out any bad weather in yep. a nice sheltered area. Yeah. And then when the good stuff comes through for sailing, jump on it and enjoy it. Yeah. So and and how it did it go? Yeah. Oh, Tell well, us. <laughs> it didn't really work at the start. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yep. Um, so at the start, uh, it was uh, Aurelia and the, the kids were back in Brisbane. Okay, and they were waiting for me to get up to Bundaberg. Mm. So the trip from here to Bundaberg, um, I was stressed out. Are you just by yourself? No. Uh, so my dad, my dad helped me take it to Malula Bar, which was a, a two-day trip. Yep. Right, and then um, one of our friends, Summer, jumped on board at Malula Bar, and uh, and she helped me take it all the way to Bundaberg. Mm-hmm. And Hi, <laughs> and um. Yeah, that was that was an interesting experience because uh, all of a sudden I was I had a lot of responsibility mm. um, and I didn't really cope with it very well mentally at the start, but by the end of the trip I had it ironed like, out. What happened when you say you weren't coping with it mentally? Ah, look, I was I was really like took it. I was feeling really anxious about not picking the right weather to sail yeah. in, and um, and then at the start there, I, you know, I was actually more afraid of not having enough wind to get oh. where we wanted to go more than having too much wind. Okay. So so I found myself in, in 25 knots, 20 knots, 30 knots of wind and uh, one and a half, two meter swells <laughs> with my dad, right? <laughs> off, the, off the top of, um, of Morton Whee! Island yep. uh, to the point where I almost lost him overboard, okay? <laughs> so, um, so that was the first part and, and we were well offshore. Um, so when we came into view, like we, we decided to sail towards the coast yep. and just... Uh, seeing buildings and windows yeah. <laughs> was really comforting, yeah. right? Um, so, yeah, so that was the first part was, was picking the weather and um, trying to get that right because I, I really wanted this to be an enjoyable thing and mm-hmm. I really took that on uh, as, a, as my responsibility, mm. right? Uh, and then when I got up, there was also maintenance on the boat. She mm-hmm. wasn't the youngest boat no. in the fleet. So we had to do a, a bit of maintenance and um, that started to really play on my mind a little bit too where um potentially i started trying to find problems with her ah. to, to to get on top of that um before anything else sort of happens you know um once so again so it, it could be enjoyable i guess so it was almost i love how your, your yeah. face goes yeah. so it was almost like you had showed up for it right you had you'd you were on the boat you had the supplies the plan was there and then your mind just went Wee! <laughs> and kind of with just ran away from you and finding trying to find faults I guess or just yeah in like this kind of way of like I'm here to protect you I'm here to keep you safe but at the same time all it was was making you focus on the things that yep. yeah weren't flowing yeah a hundred percent 100% it was exactly like that and and um and then um, I guess the beauty of this whole trip was that the moments of bliss started to creep in a little bit more than mm-hmm. the other stuff mm-hmm. and um and geez, when when you were when you were involved, like deep involved with those, like sunrises or false killer whales swimming next to the boat, or um, just picking that perfect day of wind yeah. and sailing around the the side of um, Cape Capricorn and cruising around in there just at yeah. perfect speed and no wave and oh, anyway, those <laughs> moments, those moments were breathtaking. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think Ariel wants to share a story. Do you want to share a story into the microphone for us? No, too shy. I think I'm going to get her on her own podcast. Yeah, you'd love... Well, I'll tell some stories about what Ariel got to up to on this trip. You should 
anyway, what, was there like a tipping point that you went from the kind of almost like you no know, shit, what have I done? Mm. Like yeah, yeah. to to like oh, I've just created the most amazing opportunity for myself and my Ooh, family. Good point. No, no, there wasn't. One moment. <laughs> Ariel's just like wanting to share one of the stories I think that, that she had on Katasha. On that note, it's been pretty amazing to watch her being raised on a boat and to see how just even physically she walks around a boat. She, yeah, can well, she can swim and just the the amount of um, sea creatures that she can name is phenomenal. <laughs> so I think Ian's about to share us a story that's been Chinese whispered from Ariel. Okay, so this is the story that Ariel wanted to share. Um, we got up to Brampton Island. Now, Brampton Island is an abandoned resort now and okay. uh, it's quite a you. It's, it's a bit of an eyesore. Like, if you went there, it's phenomenal. The stories I heard from all the yachties was they literally showed up. They went into liquidation. They showed up one day with a barge and said, okay, everybody, you've got till this afternoon to be on this barge. Wow. Right? Um, and it's almost believable when you walk through the resort because there's just uh, wine glasses with, <laughs> with little bits of wine still in it. Like, kind of creepy. Yeah, 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 definitely. And there was abandoned pools. Abandoned pools. It was super, it was Super cool. (laughs) So anyway, um, so we're at Brampton Island and uh, this is in winter, the best time to sail up the coast. So the whales are moving through and Mm. I'm putting Stella to sleep and and I'm just, what what is that sound? Yeah. You know, what is that sound? And then it dawned on me and it it was whales singing. We could hear the whales singing through the hull of the boat and, and I sort of, Stella fell asleep and I sort of popped my head around down the the stoopway to look into the other cabin where Leah and Ariel were and they're looking back at me. (laughs) Um, So the story is that in the end, we all were lying in bed ready to go to sleep and we all fell asleep to the sounds of whales singing. So... um, and I, I've told that story to pretty much everyone I've met. <laughs> <laughs> so, what, did it just become a whole lot of moments like that? Where 100%. It felt surreal? 100%. Well, we're getting another story. Oh, okay. It's, um, oh, this one's a little bit different. This is Ariel talking about, well, before we were leaving, um, I was working at a place called Manta Lodge, which is on Stradbroke Island. Yeah. It's a scuba diving center. Mm-hmm. So, I was a scuba dive instructor there, or still am. Um, and uh, one night we decided to sleep at Manta Lodge, didn't because we? Because it was too rough. Because it was too rough in the anchorage where our boat was yep. on Stradbroke Island. So we decided the safest thing to do was sleep sleep there. Did you have any of those moments when you were on your way north? Where um, you slept on the island or it was it was too rough? Or you'd made potentially a choice when the weather had changed? And gotcha. Are there any big dramatic like... <laughs> oh, wow. So... Um, so as far as sleeping ashore goes, we never we never did it. Yeah. Okay, we we were very comfortable on our boat, and yeah. it was really quite nice going back to the boat in the afternoon mm. after what would be a full day on an island or yeah. on a beach or snorkeling a reef or whatever it may be. Um, so getting back and having some fresh water, and mm. and we and we had fridge, you know, so some cold fruit and and stuff like that, and then nestling into some clean sheets, it was. It was beautiful. It yeah. was really, really nice. And um, but as far as stormy weather goes, uh, is that what you were referring to? Yeah. Later? Like, was there any like? Now I'm just imagining you're just hopping from tropical island to tropical island, like yeah. drinking out of coconuts. Like, was that what it was like? Uh, it, honestly, it was like that. We, wow. We, and we went to a hut. A hut. Was that on Goat Island? Not on Goat. Uh. That was Middle Percy. Oh yes, Middle Percy. Yep. Yeah. 
So we made it out to the middle Percy and um, we had the best weather window you could possibly imagine and for we, that area. And we asked to open coconuts. That's right. And a reason why I thought it was Goat Island because they had goats on the island and the people who live there sometimes make goat stew. I've been to that island. It's pretty sensational. It is. It is. And they have this big, beautiful hut where people have bought, like, ornaments off their boats and, like, left it behind as yep. a kind of, like, a, a visitor's think, log. I remember one time... I was actually there. A uh, cruise oh boat had actually come into the island, but they didn't all get off. Well, some of them did, but they raked the sand on oh. the island and everything and set up, like, chairs, and they even had, like, masseuses, and they set up tables with drinks, and so I'm getting off this smelly boat, and then they just literally were raking the sand <laughs> as if, like, El Presente, and I thought that was just phenomenal. But the amazing thing was that the cruise ship had helped to see if the people on the island needed any supplies and kind of, like, a wink-wink, nudge-nudge, like, left some random things on the the island because they're not allowed to yep maybe i shouldn't even be saying this now <laughs> but you know like you know like a kilo or like uh, 10 kilos of flour is helpful or rice like yep. and nothing out of their kitchen yeah and, and so it was really cool to kind of see that network as well as well say that um ariel's got another story yep oh yeah so um we are talking about middle percy and this hut that, um, that you're talking about, you know, it's, it's just full of memorabilia of, of any yacht that has pretty much come through since yep. the idea was conceptualized. Um, so we left oh, yeah. a, a painting, yeah. right, of, of Katasha that was done by one of the guys back in the marina, back here in Brisbane. I know. Uh, we were parked across from it, yep. yeah. And um, so it was, uh, it was, yeah, our family, our names, and, and a date. And there was even old shirts. Yeah, old there was shirts. old shirts, there was oars, yeah. there was um, plaques, there was pictures, there was paintings, there was pieces of coral, pieces of coconut, um, mm. and it's really, it's, it's it w- and I mean, you know, it's such a beautiful part of I'll Queensland coastline, yeah. it was just stunning, absolutely stunning. I uh, actually know a girl who grew up on Middle Percy Island, well, I've got to get go. her on the podcast, just know that I'm coming for you if you're <laughs> listening to this. So you've spent, so it was four and a half months heading north? Four and a half months, yeah. So, uh, I mean, when you think about the distance that we covered, we went to the Whit Sundays. We could have gone further north. Yeah. Um, but to cover that time, that that in, in the time we did, is quite a slow trip. But that's how we wanted it. Like, yeah. that that was the idea. We weren't, we're in, in a hurry and we wanted the best weather windows so it could be as pleasant as possible. And yeah. um, we didn't always pick them, the sail out to uh, Lady Musgrave, yep. which is probably one of the highlights of, of one of the many highlights of this trip, was uh, intense. It was, it was howling winds with massive swell, the longest trip we've ever done on the boat, oh, 11 long? nautical miles, uh, uh, sorry, no, sorry, um, 55 nautical miles. Okay. So, so that took us almost uh, 11 and a half hours to get out there of continuous sailing. We had aerial. Um, she was she was rubbed up in her little blanket. Like a sea lollipop. Yep. A sea lo- what is a sea lollipop? Well, well, um, summer. She she found these. Um, and anyone who is out there with uh, sailing kids or even sailing yourself, yep. they've got these all natural um, lollipops that you can get from the chemist, and you just suck on them while you're sailing, and uh, and they help with uh, the nausea. Oh, yeah. nice. And they worked a treat. So, but but everyone's. Yeah, 
<laughs> so you're like as a part of the like, eleven, like that's a big sail anyway. Are you mainly oh, yeah. in charge of the sailing aspect, pretty much doing the boat solo while Aurelia is looking after the two kids. Like, yeah, yeah, it definitely, especially in this case because um, the auto helm that was steering the boat couldn't handle certain swell and wind, mm-hmm. so a lot of it was hand steering by me. And yeah, I, I had to do sail adjustments, sail trims, um, all that kind of stuff, and and pretty much for a good portion of that sail out there. Aurelia was just standing in front of the helm station, looking out one of the front windows with Stella, two months old or two and a half months old, strapped to her her uh, her chest on an ergo baby, all yeah. rugged up in in foul weather gear, yeah, um, and just five six hours of just straight just standing there looking out with little Stella sleeping on her. Ariel, Ariel, which I, I just showed me how strong she was. She just sat on the chair holding onto her pole sucking on her lollipop and you copped a few waves didn't you yeah and that's why I had to wear my rain jacket and a doona on top (laughs) a rain jacket and a doona just to stay warm and dry I think two doonas you had you did you had uh, you had a raincoat over the top of your raincoat um, as like a blanket like a large one and then a blanket over the top and she she copped a few waves um, from the side there in through the pilot house on top of her Um, but yeah just held strong the entire time so that was that was our trip out to Lady Musgrave. Now, that being said... And we even had a bommie on our anchor that we pulled up. Oh, that's right. We even yeah. had a bommie on your anchor. I even love the fact that she knows what a bommie <laughs> on the anchor is. Like, it's just phenomenal. Well, that was later on in the trip, wasn't it? That yeah. was up at the Whit Sundays. But once we got to the lagoon, I tell you what, uh, we had nine days of what you can only describe as pristine weather mm-hmm. uh, at Lady Musgrave. It was stunning. There was one day there... Oh, wow. Look back. how tall that is. <laughs> and um, not a breath of wind. Not a breath wow. of wind. I, I've, I've got a photo of where I climbed up the mast. I did a panoramic with my, my arm. And, um, and as well, we had a cockatoo <laughs> on, like, we had a cockatoo, like, on on Katasha. A cockatoo on Katasha. Yeah. Amazing. You just looked up one day and there was a cockatoo. Didn't cockatoo. have to look up. It was... On the bow of the boat, I got a photo of Ariel. It was standing right next to it, and it stayed on the boat for. And it looked like it was on my head. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is that. That was at Nara what? Inlet. That one. What? And we've even got, got some bird. photos on it. You've even got some photos on it. Do you remember Lady head. Musgrave Island? Yeah, it looked like. Yeah. It was. And we even made some coral, um, coral, like we found some shells and we put some coral in it to make um. Like some breakfast and stuff. Like so you got some, like you just got to play with all like. Yeah, we got like a shell and we put some um coral in it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it must be amazing I'm even dead. to hear these stories that the girls just you know were so immersed in those environments and then that that was their life. They got there was a cockatoo on the bow of the boat and and that she knows there was a bommie on the anchor and that yep. like what is that like for you to hear and to know that you created that? Oh, that, that it just um makes my heart swell. Mm. It really really does. I. And you're allowed to be proud of yourself. I'm very proud. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very proud of the fact that I was that that Leah and I were able to create that for the yeah. girls. Uh, uh, and I mean, we will bring up stuff and the things that uh, Ariel can recollect yeah. from this trip is mind blowing, mind blowing. For myself, if I was going to put a finger on on two of the best experiences like where I was just standing there just proud 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 mm-hmm. was uh, one when we were up at uh, Butterfly Bay and um, this is uh, with Sunday Islands and 
there was a turtle. It came all the way up to the edge of the beach that we're standing on. And, and Ariel said, Dad, there's a turtle. So we grabbed her mask. So yeah. she put on her diving mask and she's, she's naked and into the water, warm water, and swam with this turtle for easily what would have had to have been five minutes. Now, the depth of water was no no taller than a meter. Yep. And this turtle was just cruisy, like crush out of um, <laughs> out of Fawning Nemo. Yep. It's just the most chill turtle. Yep. And and here's Ariel diving down underwater and, and swimming right next to it, right next to it. If she oh. had to reach out her hand, she could have patted its shell, but she knows to respect the animal, so she didn't. Yeah. Um, and the only other one on top of that one was where we had this other spot all to ourselves. It was uh, Aurelia and Ariel, and they were swimming with three giant Maori wrasse. You know that? What is the, that? The okay. Maori wrasse is a fish. It's a big poster child for up on uh, the Cairns region. Okay. Uh, and it's got like a quite a big lump and lots of lots of colours. And um, and here they were just in this one spot swimming with them the entire time, just wow. by themselves. Aurelia and Ariel diving down. It was so amazing. Just stunning. And so, what? Why? Why did it? Why did it all end? Uh, it, it sort of got to the point where it was a little bit too much. The boat maintenance was starting to overwhelm me a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, I think the straw that broke the camel's back is when I was chipping away at some rust and it went through through the bottom of the boat, and this big spout of water started shooting up into the boat. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, but then there was other things on top of that. We were we were craving a lot of family help and community, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. especially with the two young kids. And um, so we decided to uh, to head back to Brisbane. But on top of that, we also decided that to bring the boat back down was was quite an epic um, thing to do, yeah. uh, and would have been quite rushed with what we had in mind for our family. So we 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 sold it up in the Whit Sundays. Luckily, within a two week period, which is yeah. phenomenal. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, we made our way back down to Brisbane, and we just sort of been residing around yeah Brisbane and North Stradbroke Island since. And um, yeah, it's sort of it was just the timing. It just felt right. Yeah. Um, now that being said, we're <laughs> we are really looking forward to the next one the yeah. next boating adventure tell me more like i mean i can only imagine how long you dreamed up heading north you know yeah what what's the dream now well it's it's going to be further it's 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 going to be the same same trip but um with older kids mm. like um this is going to be a chance for stella to really absorb i, I feel like when we do do this trip again uh ariel will be more close to seven than she will with five maybe yep. six or seven and stella more like um two three four so at a, at a stage where they can interact they they um can swim yeah as well yeah. you know like ariel was really sort of fine-tuning her swimming skills on this trip yeah you know um and they can they can have these memories mm. and and know this lifestyle um so what's the dream so you just want to do go the same way go further yeah so what what i uh, what we've got in mind is um we're going to head up again and this time uh we're going to go past the wit sundays yeah. we, we want to get up to fitzroy island and get involved with the coral gardening that's going on up there yes. um past fitzroy up along the great barrier reef around the cairns area in port douglas um start to get to that fringing reef up around crate tribulation and all that and and out to lizard island yeah wow lizard island yeah, imagine that a dream um but you know, like if I was going to like sum it up, it would it would be um, getting up to the to the reef, the 
the point of reef where it's so isolated from the ocean, so much of the reef is blocking that swell that you're sailing in in calm conditions mm. and, and you're, you're anchoring in like a coral atoll mm. um, for the night mm-hmm. and you're waking up in the morning and you're not worrying about a shower because you're just going to jump in the water mm-hmm. and go swim with the coral. Right. It's on my to-do list. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and like that's that's what we want to do for a couple of years. We really are just happy being day sailors and coastal cruisers. Yeah. Um, but you know, the end game really is is let's get out to those Pacific Islands yeah. and up around Papua New Guinea and Solomon Islands and um, start start seeing some introducing some culture and different ways of living yeah. and different peoples and different languages and. Um, giving that as like a gift to these girls yeah. to show them that hey you know here in Australia there's one way of living mm. um, but the world has many 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 other ways of mm. living and and hopefully instilling in them that they can you know one uh, find joy and happiness and everything in nature but yeah. also two that they can create the exact life that they they do want yeah what what does this dream boat look like? Oh, that's an easy one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can describe it perfectly. Um, growing family, uh, uh, especially with Ariel getting up a bit, we're going to need some um, privacy when yeah. needed, uh, and we're also going to need some speed and oh, yeah. stability when needed. So the dream boat, the dream boat would have to be about forty foot maybe 42 foot worth mm-hmm. of cruising catamaran mm-hmm. so a medium or a or a heavy displacement catamaran okay um the ultimate would be yeah. with a, a galley up in the saloon area Ooh, fancy oh yeah oh yeah so um so that those those times where it's sort of like Aurelia's preparing a meal in the kitchen and then there's a pot of Foss killer whales coming through. Ugh. It's like, Aurelia, Aurelia, port side. And then she can run over yeah. from the kitchen or be on the port side in the kitchen, in the yeah. galley, looking out mm-hmm. at a pot of, of Foss killer whales coming through. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then having beds downstairs uh, and in a setup so that one hull can be for the girls, mm-hmm. you know, with a bed up in the in the bow a bed down the stern and a shared toilet and shower that they can use and then on the other side uh a bed for Leah and I and um and it doesn't even need to be another shower but even another bed for guests Mm. and crew and stuff like that as well so is there anything else that makes you feel more alive than this stuff like anything I want to. I want to say family, but the fact is, but you is can that have I've, your family a part of this oh, dream. That, that's so what it's... I was going to say. That, that, that this this whole dream of ours is all completely, um, yeah, rotating around family. Yeah, it's not like I want to catamaran and sail for myself. Yeah, I, I just I don't see that at all. It's yeah. it's it's got to be me. With it's got to be with the, the girls. Whole package. Like, yeah, but does that that whole thing just you like that's everything? It's everything. It's everything. It's it's it is it is everything yeah I don't, I don't want a house i don't want investments i don't want i want any of that stuff i i, I it's just that, that is my dream that yeah. is my dream and like when the girls are old enough if they don't want to do boats then that's yeah. fine yeah you know i'm okay with that but but while it's aurelia in my life and mm. while they're sort of dependent on us 
then um, then this is the life I want to show them. This mm. is the life. And, and who knows, you know, in a few years' time, they might walk away and say, never do boats again. And that's and I'm happy with that. Yeah. I really, really am. But um, I doubt Until it. Until that point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it's just, it is. It's my dream. That's all I want. I don't want anything more. I, I make my own power. We take care of our own sewerage. Yeah. Um, we are dependent on the land. Yeah. We need our food and our veggies. We can't grow that on the boat. Uh, we can do little things and uh, sprouts and, and mm. all that kind of stuff, which we did and we did kombucha on the boat and all that kind of stuff. But Boat butchie. Boat butchie, exactly. <laughs> the kombucha we got here is, is our boat butchie. That, oh. thing is, that thing has sailed further than some people have. Wow. Our little scoby. <laughs> <That's> so, <cool. laughs> so then... So this dream is there and then do you just want to sail around and see pretty things? Like, do you want to invite people onto your boat to experience that? Like, do you have a dream on top of the dream? Like, do you want to, because oh. I mean, you're a scuba diver, like, do you just want to go to these places and take people to remote places? Like, is it like another layer? I guess there is another layer. There's more more to it th- than that. I, I guess what, for me, um, there's the modeling of self-sufficiency. Like, that's okay. that's always been a big thing of mine. I felt like if everyone was uh, responsible for their power mm. and responsible for all that kind of stuff, then, then they... That's that's it has a really positive effect, you know. Yeah. Like you're really conscious of what you are using and what you are putting out there and what you you need, actually need. Mm. Um, yeah. So so that that's a big thing, and that's a, that's a lesson that I want to pass on. Um, but no, the bigger dream f- for us is really is um, is really changing the world for the best. Um, and we love the ocean, so it's it's got to be ocean. Aurelia is just mad about coral gardening yeah. like and i really look forward to the time and space when she can do that yeah. um and for me i i've i've got a, a very strong interest in uh, marine permaculture mm. which is um uh, growing seaweed or kelp yeah. creating ecosystems and and um and sequestering co2 from the um from the atmosphere yeah. uh, uh, in a carbon negative way, which is really, really cool. If yeah. Any, yeah. And um, so, no, we, we do want to do more. We, we basically want to, one, show our daughters a beautiful world and, and, and family as well, inspire people mm. to, to uh, not do the same thing if they don't want to, but to do something similar, to turn around and just go, you know what, I am hating this nine to five job mm. and I, I'm sick of turning around and looking at my neighbors in these townhouses um, and there's so many beautiful boats out there that you can just you can buy and hop on and just make it up as you go. Or if it's a caravan or a tiny house or whatever, just that kind of thing of being it, like you don't have to do it this way exactly, if you don't want to. Exactly, because yeah. I guess for myself, that's very much, uh, I guess anyone who's up around about my age, 37 years old, is, is probably used to having it forced down our throat about how mm. the Australian dream and life is supposed to go. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I tried to live it, I did. I joined the Navy and I had a four-bedroom, two-bathroom house built brand new over in Western Australia and had a fancy car and yeah. two dogs and and I was miserable. Yeah. And it, was, it, was, it was absolutely horrible. And the day I, I decided to, to get rid of all of it and start again just following my intuition, um, it just led me straight back to the ocean again. Mm. And then this trip with my family, the fact that I had uh, my soulmate supporting me and more like like completely as motivated as me mm. to do it and then having the kids um involved as well just solidified it yeah that was it there's nothing else from me and my family at this stage that's 
I can't see past that. Yeah. I almost love that as well. I almost want to bring up how you were talking about the self-sufficiency idea of like showing people that we can be self-sufficient. But I love this like um, dynamicness that I think that we're realizing that yes, we can be well you can be if you really push yourself to be self-sufficient but then there's there's so much that gratitude when like you say you still need the land so when you have those vegetables from that land you've already yeah. supplied your own power and but when you get that fresh water you're like i know how much you went through to get this or the, yep. those vegetables there's so much more appreciation and it's almost like the self-sufficiency almost leads you more towards really connected and grateful community i, I would i was going to use the word community yeah. yeah definitely and it's it's interesting because um it's put a new dynamic and a new uh way of looking at community for myself anyway yeah um where when you think about the circumstance where we, we were doing three weeks at a time without having to resupply all right so that's three weeks of us island hopping hanging out on the beach maybe meeting a few people Mm -hmm. having fun as a family um and just doing the basics of life uh and then coming in and 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 getting the the groceries and finding the local markets and all that kind of stuff and resupplying and and there was there was definitely this element of gratitude Mm. um and it meant and like you said it it was a community there was these people that are equally as as passionate but about land about growing Mm -hmm. about organic foods or spray free foods about markets about um uh you know like i'm trying to think of the words you know where you buy within a certain range you know so it's not shipped in from overseas or anything like that there's those people just as and and, but it does end up being a community it's not like you have to live in a commune around a bunch of people to be involved in this community um and uh, uh, there were you know there was uh so many opportunities there for any of these people to jump on board and spend a week out with us Mm. as well you know something for them to, to get away from the land and to see the islands maybe for the first time mm. they've lived next to them the whole time and and just get that exchange of gratitude from one to the other you know yeah. thanks for buying our produce and keeping it local and yeah. we're like thank you for producing so that we yeah. can continue what we're doing so yeah definitely community and um but definitely a different definition of it yeah totally to what we're used to yeah absolutely yeah. i would love to know I mean, I, I could sit and talk to you all day. <laughs> um, but my next question that I ask everyone is, do you think we are nature? A hundred percent. And why? Why is that? Um, oh, it's, it's a deep knowing. Um, and it, it comes in glimpses. Uh, and sometimes, sometimes you feel detached from it. I get that. And so do I. Mm. Sometimes it's... Uh, a block of chocolate and a really bad movie and uh yeah and um and just kicking back and just after a nice long hot shower and enjoying that Mm -hmm. okay but then there's other times there's other times where it's uh, a mask and that's it you're naked and Mm. and swimming Mm. diving down next to the boat on clear water with white sand as the bottom, being able to see all the way up and seeing the bottom of your boat, being seen all the way out, seeing fish swimming past, rays on the bottom. Um, and it's it's those those glimpses where um, you just know you're a part of it. Like mm-hmm. there's, there's, there's no arguing. When you're in that situation, you are definitely a, a part of nature. And even when you get to the point of um, where you find yourself on land, and you could be doing anything. You could be snorkeling. You could be uh, building 
uh, something with the kids or whatever. Yeah. But sometimes I just go on and I'm like, oh, I just want to find coconuts. <laughs> so I, you know, and, and you, and then I just want to husk this coconut. Yeah. And then you get it open, and you'd open it, and you, I'm just gonna drink this water. I'm mm-hmm. just gonna eat the flesh of this coconut, and. and and then you then that's that's another one where you're just like yeah you know like there is this mm. complete nature feeling we are nature we're, mm. we're definitely a part of it mm. definitely a part of it and and um i've found that a lot of my greatest memories childhood and and with these guys as well is is in nature yeah, I, I love those moments. I remember the first time I think I managed to get a, a banana down from a tree. Like we had to like hack the tree down and we got the bananas, but they weren't ripe yet. But we ended up cooking them and eating them. And I was just like, I feel so amazing. <laughs> like, but they're so rare do we have those moments these days. So I, I just love that simplicity. And that's it's in those moments that you know that you are nature. Like, yes. Yeah. 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 You're just as much of it as, as anything else out there. Yep. Those, the husking of the coconut, building a fire. Yeah, yeah. Who? Mm. I'm sure there's people that don't enjoy building fires. I get that, <laughs> but I just I just don't understand them. Yeah. <laughs> no, but just building a fire and then and then just stepping back and just watching what the kids do. Yeah. Right, they're onto it, man. Kids know fire. Mm. They do. They do. You put in the basic ones. It's like okay, the red part at the end of the stick needs a lot of space, and then just let them go, yeah. and they're amazing. Oh, I love that. I would also. Um, love to hear from you as well that with that trip that you went north on Katasha like if you were to say a word of gratitude to it what what would that be like what would you say to Katasha and to the wind that got you there and the water underneath you and the love within that boat oh well um I just can't thank it enough like yeah. even even you putting it that way uh makes me f- I got the feels yeah yeah you got the feels you got that too <laughs> yeah. yeah um yeah, just you putting it that way. Uh, I I couldn't, I couldn't thank it enough. Mm. Yeah, a- and um, and I guess uh, uh, well, I guess I, I I know I know that's why I'm so devoted to um, making sure it's there for generations to come mm. to enjoy as well. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Drop mic. Walk away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that story with us. And I think uh, that more than anything, I, I felt it so much in my body when you were talking, which to me is like, you're so on point. Like, you know, I can see that it really is a part of your dharma or a part of something that you're meant to do. And just that, yeah. And I, I just love hearing about it. So, I mean, I can only imagine if I enjoy hearing about it and hopefully how that inspires other people to do their version of their dreams, whether that's ice cap somewhere or, oh. you know, or a, de- a desert somewhere, you know, your polar opposite, you know, Ian would be out there somewhere yeah. loving a desert. Yeah. And I love that guy as well. <laughs> I do. I do. Cause someone has to do it. Like, yeah. Not me, but someone has to do it. Definitely. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting if I can just add one thing to that. Yeah. You're talking about your Dharma and, um, and just, uh, how it flows through me. Um, I found a report card of mine from high school, yeah. graduation of high school, not even, maybe five months ago and um and it was staring me in the face i'm 37 years old only in the past since ariel was born yeah. have i really committed my life and attention to being around on the ocean mm-hmm. um and here it was it was math probably a d i think from memory english you know c c c c c c and then right down the bottom there was um marine education a plus oh. 
all right it was it was right there the whole time yeah, it's crazy this journey that we have to go on and we have to experience what it's like not having it in our <laughs> lives to then shoot. You don't know what you got until it's gone, right? Yeah. To then bring it back in and then just know that it was, it's was it been yeah. there the whole time. Yeah. And I even love that though. Like it's there, it's never left even when you've left. It's almost like the relationship with our body. Like it just takes everything we give at it and it turns up for us constantly. It does. Like even if it gets sick and it's trying to you know bring back balance to us, it's there. Yep. It's like the ocean has always been there for you, like just it's waiting that, for you. It's that quality quiet tap on the shoulder that, that that's always there <laughs> yes. and then and then one day you finally like turn around and and look and yep. it's there it's like yep. hey you, you're you like hey <laughs> yeah. i'm sorry i took so long yeah i'm back now yeah exactly yeah well thank you so much for sharing and i think that yeah, I'm going to put links in this podcast thing so you, if you want to follow in, because I think that I know I want to hear where you're going next because <laughs> the boat is the next dream, isn't it? And making it happen and calling on community to do that. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, there is, uh, I actually, and it's funny you say that, I have put a call out to community there. I've got a little um, GoFundMe thing going on at the moment yeah. uh, called Float Our Family. Um, float our family. Yeah, float our family. And I just thought, um, if if there's someone out there who who wanted to contribute, then I wanted to give them the option to do it. Does yeah. that make sense? Totally. Because um, if they love seeing what you do, and they if yeah yeah, and I think money is just an energy exchange. And it's like it's almost just giving someone a financial high five. Like yeah, fuck yeah, I love what you're doing. You yeah, know, you do that in the form of fifty bucks. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And on, on that last trip that we did, we were doing little vlogs, like yeah. video logs, and we made a Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Um, and and our family just really appreciated it, mm. you know. And and uh, it was only yesterday that uh, just before you came, yep. uh, Aurelia picks up her phone and goes, "Oh, we've got a another like on our our sailing adventure 2018, right? Is when we went. So, so uh, it's this Facebook page that we forgot to shut down that's still getting views and likes and stuff yeah. like that." So, um, so yeah, you're exactly right. It is an exchange. It is a yeah. high five. And, um, and we loved sharing our adventure with everybody. It was totally. whoever wanted to check out, they, yeah, they, I'm very happy everyone got to see it. Yeah. I mean, for all you out there, if you want to pay it forward or you want to share in this inspiration or do what you can, like, so what is it? Float our family. Float our family on GoFundMe. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's, I just see, you have so much gratitude for $2 or $200 or $2,000. Like, oh. each, when somebody, like, gives you something, you're just like, <gasps> are you really? Like, thank you, because it's just this massive kudos from us to you, just being like, yes. In in a big way, and um, it's, you can't even describe how the gratitude that comes mm. with that. Um, I'm, I'll put in the hard work, and my whole family will, too, mm. to make this dream happen. And anyone who helps out along the way mm. is just, it's practically family. And I think I love the fact this just highlights that, you know, doing what you love isn't actually that easy. Oh, like no. actually committing your life to actually you voicing it and saying, this is what I want to do and can I get some help? Or just being like, I, I love being on the ocean. Like I want this to be my whole life. Like yep. when I interviewed Henry and the way he loved paddling in rivers, like he did his first river when he was like 15 and now he's a like a white water guide and he's like 21, no, 19. I can't even remember. But he's like so young. Yep. And you're just like... But the way in which he has followed what feels good for him yep. blows me away. Yeah, I'm at, like, That's at such not a young easy. age. Yes, you know there are so many people at that age that yeah. will tell you the opposite. Yeah, you know, tell you you're crazy, tell you there's nothing going to come yeah. of it, tell you you're never going to make the money you want to make or anything like that. 
Um, so uh, kudos to that guy. Yeah, absolutely. But I think you're doing the same thing. You're backing yourself. You're showing up and following what feels good. And you may not be on a boat right now, but you know, you're one of the most amazing scuba diving like <laughs> instructors on Stratty Island. And you said that, like, you know, what were you saying? It has the largest population of manta rays on the yeah, east coast. Yeah, yeah. It's got the densest population of manta rays on the east coast. Even though they do migrate up to places like uh, Lady Elliot and all that kind mm. of stuff, they all come back down to this one rock bommy mm. located off Stradbroke Island. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in addition to that, we have the densest population of leopard shark, I think, in the world Whoa. in the summer months as well. Um, I love that you know that. <laughs> like, that to me as well is it's like you can show you just the way that you're you know the way your river flows it's like it doesn't let you get very far from the ocean you Never. know like it all all paths lead back to the ocean all paths you. lead back to the yeah. ocean and i'm so very grateful that i get to live the life i have got yeah i feel that thank you huh <sighs> i think that's yeah i mean like i said i could talk with you all day but thank <laughs> you so much and i think that there's potential that you could have your own podcast i think you could even call it float our family <laughs> anyway i'll get all of our tens of thousands of viewers to write in and let us know if yeah. that's the thing that they would like to listen to um, but until then, guys, uh, have a look at and listen to any of our previous co- podcasts for inspiration. I hope you're enjoying the new gear that I got, and it sounds a lot better. Um, and as always, thank you for your patience. We had two little girls running around, yeah. and doors opening and closing. But you know what? To be honest, this is just a conversation, and you're a fly on the wall. And I'm so glad we got to sh- like share it with you. So thank you. Thank you. Until next time. <laughs>